Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. And welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by More Marker. A dried out marker has so much more to give. You've just got to fight the fade with More Marker. It'll help you get every last drop from every marker in your home, including Sharpies and dry erase markers. So be a hero and save all your old markers. Click the link in the show notes and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a great discount from More Marker. Today, I want to give a shout-out to August and Ezra from Little Rock, Arkansas. These guys emailed me some good ideas for the podcast recently, and I want to say thank you for listening to the stories and thanks for that idea with the gloops. August and Ezra, you two are awesome. Now, last time on Mermaids Are Real Part 2, we met two mermaid warriors, Evie and Gwen. They were healed by old witch tubes, and now they're headed back to the ocean, but they're not alone. Tatiana, Bulis, Ben-Ben, and Ben-Ben's pet lobster Carswell are all going with them to help fight off the evil lobster gang known as the Rude Boys. So, like, what's going on with these lobster guys anyway? Asked Bulis as the heroes walked along the beach, preparing to enter the water. Why are they attacking the Coral Kingdom? Where did they come from? Well, said Evie, they want total control of the ocean. They want to rule like evil kings. We've tried reasoning with them. We've tried everything, but all they want is to take control and be awful. Well, okay then, said Bulis. And they dress up, said Evie. Dress up? wondered Bulis out loud. They wear suits. You know, neckties and button-down shirts and dress shoes, said Evie. A lot of checkerboard patterns. I don't get it. Weird. I wonder who makes their suits. Are there stores for lobsters down there in the ocean? Maybe we'll get a suit made for you, Carswell, said Ben-Ben. The heroes had traveled back to Beechwood Beach quickly and were eager to enter the water and face the rude boys head-on. Old Witch Tubes had given them magical amulets that allowed the ninjas to breathe underwater, and the magical amulets also gave them the ability to get flippers like the mermaids so they could swim better underwater. And now they stood at the water's edge, hearing the soft crash of the waves. Evie and Gwen were pretty excited to get their flipper back, while the ninjas were a bit concerned about these amulets and breathing underwater and getting a flipper. It all seemed a little too wild, a little too unbelievable. 
but it worked like a charm. Evie and Gwen rushed into the water and their legs morphed into flippers. The mermaid warriors splashed and flipped out of the water. Come on, guys, Evie yelled out to the ninjas. Tatiana, Bulis, and Ben-Ben stepped cautiously into the water. Deeper and deeper, and when they were up to their waist in water, they took the plunge, and just like the mermaids, their legs turned into large flippers. They practiced for a few minutes with their powerful flipper and soon got the hang of it. Breathing underwater felt so natural thanks to Tubes's magic. You ready? asked Evie. Chances are we won't get to the kingdom without running into some rude boys. We'll need to be ready for anything. Being underwater was amazing. It was like nothing the ninjas had ever seen before. They had been underwater before, even in the ocean, but they had never swum so deep. The sunlight stretched far, but not forever. It did get darker the deeper they went. The fish and sharks and eels and everything just swam by them like they belonged there. The ninjas found it a little difficult to focus with so much to look at, so many fascinating things. They figured it wouldn't be too hard to notice some huge lobsters wearing suits. They were right. As they approached the Coral Kingdom's castle, it was demolished. There were still some towers standing, but it was clear there had been a serious battle. Towers had crumbled, there were holes in some castle walls, many smaller homes surrounding the castle structures were completely leveled. The heroes were peeking around some large chunks of coral, and they clearly saw rude boy lobster soldiers on patrol around the ruins. Evie and Gwen were completely speechless. When they left, the castle was still standing in all its glory, and it had been standing for hundreds and hundreds of years. To see it like this, a broken version of its previous splendor, Evie and Gwen couldn't take it. There would be no planning. There would be no sneaking around. There would be no negotiation. Evie and Gwen looked at each other with tears in their eyes, and they burst forth from their hiding places. They screamed their battle cries and pulled out their weapons. They rushed into the ruins of their once majestic coral castle and began attacking the rude boy lobster guards. Tubes had provided each of the heroes with specialized gear for this journey. Evie had an amazing trident that could blast magic at her enemies. Gwen had a magical ring on her finger that gave her super strength and speed. The mermaid warrior battle cry alerted the lobster guards to their presence. Human-sized lobsters in neckties and dress shirts swam out from behind fallen stone towers and rushed to attack the girls. They were wielding swords and axes. Evie held her trident out straight and blasted away at the lobsters. Magical beams and explosions tore through the evil lobster creatures. Gwen sped through the water faster than ever, surprising the rude boys with her speed. Before they knew it, Gwen was upon them, punching with the strength of twenty mermaid warriors. In spite of Evie and Gwen's new weapons, there were more lobsters than they initially saw. The Coral Kingdom castle was huge, with many, many buildings sprawled across the ocean floor, and behind the ruins of the castle the rude boys were hiding, hundreds of them. When Evie and Gwen rushed into battle, they all came out from their guard posts and hiding spots, and they all went straight for the girls. Usually, a bow and arrow would not work so well underwater, but Old Witch Tubes made a special underwater bow for Tatiana. She climbed to a tall pile of stone rubble and began whipping arrows at the attacking lobsters. 
Bulis guarded the pile of rubble that Tatiana was standing on, knocking out lobsters that dared come close with her super-powered fighting sticks. Benben was using a magical sword that was able to create underwater flames, and he sliced it through the water to defeat the rude boy lobsters. And Carswell, while only the size of a regular lobster, was quite effective in battle. He had two small swords, and he skittered along the ocean floor, slicing at the larger rude boys and then skittering away. He was so fast and sneaky, the enemy couldn't catch up to him. At the start, the heroes seemed to be in control, knocking out countless evil lobsters. Evie and her sister swam back to back, fighting off the enemy at every turn. Their battle was fierce and relentless, and the lobster gang was eventually all defeated. The heroes sat breathless on a pile of rubble. Well, that wasn't so bad, said Ben-Ben. I'm glad we could come and help out. That's just the beginning, Ben-Ben, said Evie. This was only a small portion of the entire rude boy gang. Sounds more like an army to me, said Bulis. How do we know where the rest of them are? Where did they go? I don't know, said Evie. We've never been able to find their hideout. We always knew they wanted to live here in the castle once they took control, but it was obviously destroyed in the battle, so I guess they've moved on. Where are the people? wondered Tatiana. If this Coral Kingdom castle was full of an entire civilization of mermaids, then where are they? This was a question they had not considered asking themselves yet. Everything happened so fast once they arrived and saw the destroyed castle, but Tatiana was right. There would have been hundreds and hundreds of mermaids living here. Where had they gone? Just then Carswell came skittering up clicking his claws and doing little lobster hops in the air. I think your little lobster friend is trying to tell us something, noticed Evie. Sure enough, Carswell rushed through the water and around some rubble to a wide open space. In the sand, the heroes could see lobster tracks leading off away into the ocean. And they could see marks in the sand where it looked like injured mermaids had been dragged away. At least we know they took prisoners, said Tatiana. So we follow the tracks and find the missing mermaids and defeat the remaining evil rude boy lobsters. Easy enough, right guys? I think you're underestimating their numbers, said Evie, looking off into the distance. But I think we know where to find some help. Evie gave Gwen a look. Follow us, and let's be quick about it. Evie and Gwen kicked off away from the demolished Coral Kingdom castle with their powerful mermaid flippers, and the ninjas followed off to find help before facing the entire Rude Boy's army. The end. So, our heroes made it past that first round of evil lobster meanies, but it will certainly take more than the six of them to defeat the thousands of remaining Rude Boys. I wonder whose help they're going off to find. We'll find out soon on the next episode, and as usual, reach out to me at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com for any questions or drawings or shoutouts, and check out the Patreon, blah, blah, blah. Adios!